אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שפירנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שהוכנסו הקדוש ומשבר עצמה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק סדון המנחן נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופייג מן שמחה נא נח נח מה נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל עסקן אמן עכשיו ברוך השם today we do two different lessons within the manuscripts at the end of Likut HaMoran starting with a Torah The, man, the manuscript from the Torah 109 of Likute Moharan, the first volume. Um, from the words, Mikan Osafnu. Mikan Osafnu, Ashlamat HaTorot, Hashachim Likute Moharan, Shenipesu Kvar, Bechayim Moharan, Usichot Aran. So, um, now, we are, Rabbi Nathan saying, from here, um, we're adding the completion of all the lessons that are applicable to Likute Moharan, that were already printed in the books, Chayim Moharan, Usichot Aran. Okay, let's see. This lesson on lesson 109, and then we're going to do um, the manuscript on the Torah of the Hayah Ekev Tishmeun, a very famous Torah Rabbeinu spoke about, with dancing and everything. Okay. Shayach le'a Torah, Kuftet Belikutei Kama, Hamadchelet Yesh Hevel Vechulei. This is applicable to the Torah 109 of Likutei Moran, the first volume, which begins with the words Yesh Hevel, there is a vanity. Um, or Hevel, which comes from the word which means vapor. Okay, a vapor. One who wants to return to God, it is certain that he needs to make himself a complete creation. A, brand, a new creation. A brand new creation. And by sighing, Rabbeinu says, when a person sighs a sigh, he creates himself and he makes himself a completely new creation. Because a person doesn't sigh from the, sorry, uh, he doesn't sigh from the breath of a, a person's sigh doesn't come from the breath. Meaning, because at every single moment he's breathing, he's um, taking out this vapor and bringing in vapor like he's. Um, Releasing CO2, taking oxygen, etc. This air. And this is the essence of his vitality. Um, and this vapor has a root up above, has a source in its, uh, in its supernal place. There is a good vapor of the tzaddik and there is the evil vapor of the wicked man. The tzaddik is constantly at all times drawing this vapor from holiness and the wicked man is drawing this vapor from impurity. Um, therefore, when a person, when a man wants to do teshuva, he needs to see that he stops that evil vapor from coming to him. He needs to prevent that evil vapor, which in its source is the vapor which the wicked uses. He needs to prevent that vapor from reaching him. And when doing this, And what's that sight when a person lengthens his breath? Whenever it goes in and goes out. And he progressively and gradually adds on that vapor, that breath. And this additional or gradual progressive um, taking in of that vapor and drawing in of that, or let's say that heaven, that 
that uh, error is uh, what it says in the verse, Tosef Chucham Yigva'un. Tosef Chucham, take away their Ruach, Yigva'un, and they expire. Tosef can the word, this whole Safa, this progressive and gradual um, intake of this uh, error. Hanukemomita, this is an aspect of death. Tosef Chucham Yigva'un, they expire, it's an aspect of death. Just like before death, a person's ruach is gathered in and it's taken away. And then afterwards he dies. And that ruach is taken away from him. So we see this with regard to death. Ken, the same is true with regard to sighing. Whenever a person sighs, this heaven, this air is added into him. And afterwards, he's. Uh, he seizes that air, that vapor. What's he doing whenever he takes in that new vapor? Through sighing. What he does essentially is he unleashes himself and detaches himself from the line of the vapor of impurity. And he attaches himself to that vapor of holiness, that air of holiness. And he receives this vapor and this vitality from this pure from this pure air. We see that therefore when a person sighs over his sins, meaning when he regrets and he has a broken heart over those sins of the past and he, he sighs a true sigh. He unleashes himself from the root of impurity and attaches himself to the root of holiness. This is the aspect of Teshuvah. That he's returning from impurity to holiness. And how do you do that? What's the essential vehicle to do Teshuvah? It's saying Rabbanu is teaching us. We see that a person is receiving a new vitality. And not only that, his body is made new. Because the Gemara that a sigh breaks the entire body of a person. That this man creates a new body. This is an explanation of the verse. There is a there is a, a vapor that is made upon the earth. Meaning there are tzaddikim that do great sins. God forbid. And this is because of that vapor. Meaning why? Meaning they regret over their first actions. And they regret over their good actions. Oh, sorry, or, and they sigh over their good actions. Meaning they regret over their first action and they sigh over their good actions that they did in their past. And through their sighing, what they do, they untie themselves from that holy vapor which they've been attached to because they're tzaddikim technically. And they now tie themselves to the vapor of impurity. And this vapor of impurity makes them sin. Meaning, Rabban was teaching us that sometimes there are tzaddikim that um, they go through the ways of holiness, they do Avodat Hashem. And sometimes, whatever reason they are, whether it's they're fed up or this or that, they sigh over the fact that, wow, what if I fell into that sin? What if I did that? God forbid. And they sigh over that. They sigh over regretting doing that Avodat Hashem. They sigh over regretting doing those good actions. And they have this desire to do this impurity sometimes. And what happens, Rabban was saying, is literally you're transforming your entire body and you're changing your entire vitality and your vapor. You're changing your vitality from holiness into impurity simply because your sigh came from an improper place. And this is the same exact deen, the same exact 
idea with regard to the exact opposite circumstance. Sometimes at Reshaim, they do awesome good deeds, like the great deeds of the Tzadikim sometimes. Why? This too is due to the, the, the vapor that they... That they, took, that they took in. Meaning this too is for the reason of the heaven. Meaning sometimes the Rishayim, they regret over doing their bad things and they sigh over wanting to do holiness. And that sigh transforms their entire body so that they're overtaken by this holy vanity. So that what? That the air that now drives them will actually lead them to do mitzvot. Meaning now, this is because of the sigh that they've sighed over their evil actions. Meaning that they regret Sorry, I don't know that uh, that acronym. Um, that basically through that sigh, they attach themselves to that holy vapor because Exactly what Rabbanu wrote in his youth. Um, okay. Now we're going to do a Torah on Parashat Ekev and um, the, uh, an explanation on the verse of the of Parashat Ekev. Shamati heard from the Rav, etc. Yom um, Yom Sheni, the second day, Monday. Um, Ekev Parashat Ekev Tafkuf Samech Vav. Um, the year 5566. Okay. When a Jew needs advice, then he should ask advice from small children or from the children, from the young sons of the tzaddikim. Whether it's um, material advice or whether it's spiritual advice. Because the etza is complete by these children. That pihem yiyeh and everything takes place in the world through their through their words, through their mouth. And through their through them, through these little children, judgments are sweetened. And now Rabbanu says, Behold it's known. That the source of all advice is within wisdom that spreads and comes into existence through consciousness, through that. And it's completed. And it's completed through the kidneys. How do we know this? That the kidneys are the ones that manifest this advice. That the kidneys advise, as it says. Because what is the kidneys? What are the kidneys? The kidneys are the organs of reproduction. That through the kidneys, one brings from potential into actual. He manifests something. Therefore, the kidneys are the vehicle for this manifestation of advice. And therefore, Therefore, a person should ask the tzaddik himself for advice, or the children of these tzaddikim, but only the students of the true tzaddik, meaning even the students of the true tzaddikim, because the students also manifest this advice. But Rabbanu is saying, um, on the condition that these that um, um, that these people are true tzaddikim, because with regard to the students of the tzaddikim, uh, sorry, because a person only asks for advice unless he's in distress. Meaning when he's placed in a difficult place. 
anguish. He had no idea what to do, whether it's this or that. And sometimes he's in a difficult situation, so pressing that he doesn't know where to lean, right or left. And therefore, when he asks the advice from the tzaddik, the tzaddik gives him a piece of advice. And then he asked the children of the tzaddikim because over there, the judgment, the advice is sweetened. Because judgments are down below and they are called what we call constrictions. Judgments all come from the left side, which is the after the constriction. And this is what we call a narrow place. What is constriction? It's making something small and narrowing something down. And this tzaddik, what's he doing? He's giving this man advice and he's drawing down this concept of chesed el. The kindness of God. Le Avraham, to Avraham. Who's Avraham? Avraham represents the kidneys which advise. And what are the kidneys? The kidneys are called the children of tzaddikim. All your children are the students of God. And it says God, the master of legions, Ya'at counseled. And he sweetens his judgment for this person. And he makes, he expands this narrow place for him. And the same is true regarding the, regarding the children of Tzadikim. And this is what is brought down in the Zohar, Holy Zohar. That the chesed of the name Kel of Hashem are the lights of wisdom. Meaning through the tzaddik or the children of tzaddikim, it's through them that the advice is completed and judgments are sweetened. And they're able to expand this narrow place for this person. And they, and they know, and he now he knows which uh, path to walk on. And even if the tzaddik or the children of tzaddikim give him advice. And the advice is no longer good. And it doesn't turn out good for him. Nonetheless, he should continue asking. Because it's already known. It's already known. Because these afflictions on this person. They are the aspect of or they represent these great constrictions, and judgments, and they dwell down below, at the place what we call the feet. And what are the feet? The feet are called Eretz, the land. And the earth is my footstool. That the earth is compared to the foot. And what are the afflictions? The afflictions are the revelation of God Himself, of godliness. That says, that the heavens shall reveal his iniquities. And the earth will rise up against him. What's the aretz? What's the earth? This represents the judgment of the malchut, of the kingship. It avenges from this person the vengeance of the covenant. That the earth is my footstool. So we see all these elements at play. Of the malchut, uh, which is the aspect of eretz, which is the feet. And that's where the, the, what do you call it? That's where the revelation of godliness is. 
But there's two types of sweetening of afflictions. The first type of sweetening is before the actual afflictions go to this person. You can sweeten the judgment so that it doesn't actually reach you. That's the first type of sweetening. The second type of sweetening is that you're able to elevate and to raise and to accept these afflictions with simcha once they're already at, once they already hit you, so that it does not come in vain. Rabbanu is teaching us there's two ways to sweeten it. You can either sweeten the judgment before it arrives to you, before while it's still, um, before it reaches the target, which is you, or once it reaches you, to accept them with simcha and to raise them up um, so that they do not, these afflictions aren't in vain and that you bring them purpose. This is what it says. If you ask advice to the tzaddik and nonetheless you're still hit with afflictions, you shall know you shall know that these afflictions come from God. You shall accept them and raise them up above. And this is something very beautiful, something very, very deep. It's so deep because the main reason why today we are suffering is because we do not believe that the afflictions come from Hashem. But if we really do believe that the afflictions come from Hashem and they're not just filthy judgments because there were many sins and this and that, that uh, it's not a punishment from the Yetzirah, but actually it's that Hashem actually wants to, is doing this for your good, then it's no longer really suffering that you can accept it with Simcha. And Rabbanu speaks about it, that the main aspect of free will is that whether you know the Dinim are from Hashem or not, that's where it gets really tough. Are the dinim that are happening to you because of you and because you did something wrong or this or that or is it because Hashem is actually doing this to you for a certain reason? And of course, in a deep, deep perspective, of course, everything that happens to you is for the good. But nonetheless, there is this aspect of what we call din and sa'avuta, the judgments of filth which come to a person because of the uh, judgments of the yitzara. And that isn't necessarily something that is uh, good at the very basic level. So, at uh, or at the level we can understand, so we have to sweeten them, and uh, this is the main thing that we should make sure that all the suffering that we do get, because of course every man is forced to go through suffering, every person is forced to go through suffering, that we have to ensure that the suffering that comes to us is directly from Hashem Himself. So now Rabbanu continues, and if you do not ask advice from the tzaddik, as and if you do not ask advice from the tzaddik, then it's possible that you're among those people about whom it's written, as it's in the verse, a person's foolishness distorts his path, but he rages against God. Meaning what? That it's your foolishness that is what caused you this distortion of, the, of, of your path, this lack of clarity, and now you rage against Hashem because you, it's you who caused that to yourself. And the main way to elevate these afflictions is to accept them with great happiness. And this is their sweetening. Because the afflictions are very good and they're very sweet after, the, they're very sweet after they've already come upon you. Because God, He contracts His, His divine presence within the afflictions that reach you. This is an amazing idea, Rabban was telling us. That Hashem He loves every single soul of the Jewish people with tremendous love and with strong love. And therefore, when these afflictions uh, 
reach the, the Jewish soul. Then, um, so then this soul, the person, this person's soul, it, it, this affliction isn't sweet for this person's soul. And it's as if these afflictions have robbed this person of his soul. And therefore, God contracts himself within these afflictions. And therefore, God gives you the strength to accept these afflictions with tremendous love and with this embracing. So that you can accept this abundant good and this awesome thing which is even sweeter than honey that's supposed to reach you. And this is the way you should think in your mind. That a person should tell himself basically, aren't all these afflictions of mine encompassed and depend upon the times and the vanities of this world? Um, having been temp uh, temporarily withheld from him. Uh, meaning what? Meaning all these afflictions that reach you will be worth absolutely nothing, will be considered nothing in your intellect. Why? Because of the purpose of all the things that are happening. What these things are and what is their purpose of all these afflictions. Especially the fact that within these afflictions are the revelation of godliness and that God Himself is contracting Himself within these afflictions for you. So if you really think about that at the time whenever you're suffering with these afflictions, that what? You'll recognize that Behemet, it's very good. Because of that godliness within, and because of Hashem, for the sake of God, basically, you'll accept these afflictions with happiness. And you'll elevate those afflictions. And you'll sweeten the judgment and the aspect of the feet, because the judgment represents the feet. And this is like the elevation of dancing. When you lift up your feet, and how does. Why are we talking about dancing? Because you, you'll begin to dance when you accept these suffering, these afflictions with happiness. Then happiness will, will reach your afflictions because these afflictions rest at the feet. That the earth is my footstool. That we see it's where the dinim are, are in the earth. It's at the bottom, by the feet. And therefore, when you bring happiness into the affliction, Afflictions. Then you're able to lift up your feet by default. And this is what we call dancing. That you lift your feet because of the happiness. Meaning, even though this is the second type of sweetening, even though the, uh, the judgment already reaches you, you remove it from you. And this represents dancing. Meaning that the feet shall listen to the happiness and shall accept that happiness. And that the feet shall lift themselves up and dance. Then you'll, rec then you'll, you'll reveal God's, His godliness. Then you'll be able to have this Revelation of Godliness. And this is an explanation of what it says in the verse. And it shall be if you hearken to the... Um, and it shall be if at the end you hearken to these laws. What does that mean? 
כל מקום שנאמר והיה, אין אולי שמחה, any time it says the word והיה, it's an expression of שמחה. היינו שבחינת עקב, בחינת דין, בחינת ארץ, בחינת רגלי נשמעו שמחה. Meaning when it's saying והיה עקב, what's עקב? We know it's the feet, it's the dinim, it's the aspect of the earth, it's the aspect of judgment, we said. That what they shall attain the aspect of והיה, which is what שמחה. That the judgment shall have simcha me'et ha'mishpatim ha'elef from what we call the, these laws. What are these laws? Hanum me'et ha'dinim ha'elef, meaning these judgments. Me'et ha'yisurim, from within these afflictions. Ve'azal edeh ha'simcha yizkei li'yot tzadik. And then through that happiness, when you accept that those afflictions with happiness, you'll merit to be a tzadik. Ki tzadik nikha man denat ha'brit, because the tzadik is called one who conquers the brit. Ke'emo sh'nema ba'zohar ha'kadosh, the tzadik in the zohar ha'kadosh, u'man denat ha'brit zachin ha'malchut. And one who, mer- one who conquers the brit merits malchut, kingship. And then you do, you do not even need to guard the Brit yourself because Hashem Himself will guard the Brit. This happens whenever a person lifts all those afflictions with Simcha. So that when he does so, he, become, he becomes a Tzadik because by default your Brit is so perfect that Hashem is guarding it for you. Because the blemishing of the covenant, what we call a a nocturnal omission by accident, um, according to the majority, occurs simply because of gloom and depression, which stems from the spleen. As uh, from the evil um, archetypal demon angel, um, the female, uh, basically the counterpart of the satan, uh, which is called Lili. Uh, we do not finish her name. From the element of earth, which represents gloom. That within the element of earth is um, that's where depression is and gloom is rooted. And therefore, when you accept those afflictions with happiness, then you will constantly be happy. And this is what it says in the verse. And God will guard for God the covenant for you. Meaning that God Himself will conquer the Brit for you. What did it say in the verse? And God will guard for you the covenant and the kindness. What does that mean? Meaning that God's, uh, that His godliness will be revealed. Meaning that what? That the chesed of, that the, chesed of the name Kel of God shall shine all day. That's in the Zohar. Because the drop of kindness is revealed at the mouth of the Brit, at the mouth, at the crown of the sexual organ. And through the advice of the Tzaddik, one is able to reach this happiness. And then the judgment is sweetened from even before her. From even before these Yisurim come to him. Go to the Tzaddik. To bring joy to your feet. Rabbeinu is giving us this most amazing advice so that we can apply it to truly attach ourselves to the tzaddik, to sweeten the judgments before they reach us and if they reach us, God forbid, that we should be able to sweeten them um, so that we can bring simcha to our feet to dance and to truly attain this level of what we call tzaddik. May we have the merit to do so.